What's up? I'm Alex Clark, and you're listening to the audio version of my show, Politics, powered by Turning Point USA. To fully experience the conservatee, make sure you're following the show at our home base on Instagram, where we post our episodes daily at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay, cute servatives, let the games begin. Just saying, when I become a wife, it's over for you hoes. Oh, P.S. Things look a little different today because the Politics Studio is almost done getting a full-blown makeover. So I had to film somewhere else temporarily. New studio on Tuesday next week. Today, we've got some details about Bruce Willis's sudden and devastating diagnosis and how it was affecting him on movie sets. Shane from Love is Blind is coming clean about allegedly being on cocaine during the show. And, you know, we all thought that Jim Carrey's condemnation of Will Smith in Hollywood in general this week was epic, right? But does resurfaced footage of him at the VMAs in the 90s expose him as a hypocrite? And of course, we are ending this week solid with the Freak of the Week. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. It was announced publicly this week that Bruce Willis was diagnosed with aphasia, a language disorder that affects a person's ability to communicate, and it can occur suddenly after a stroke or head injury or develop slowly from a growing brain tumor or disease. Sources told Page Six that Bruce Willis started having issues on set as far back as two years ago when it became increasingly obvious that something wasn't right with his cognitive abilities. Producers were having to put earpieces in Bruce's ears to feed him lines and even had to start using body doubles not only for action scenes but just to maximize his time on screen. No problem! No problem! The source said that for at least one project, Willis's screen time was whittled down because of the issues, and while on film, Willis shot for only three days. The source also said that some of the films were being made closer to where Willis lived to make the productions easier, but that it was becoming super obvious he was having trouble. He could not act anymore. I am the law. Right here, right now, I am the law! I think this news is particularly sad because Bruce is one of those actors everybody likes. Some are speculating that maybe this disease is from the juice, but I'm leaning towards no since people say that, you know, he started exhibiting symptoms back in 2020. What do you think? What's your contingency plan? Contingency plan? Your backup plan. You gotta have some kind of backup plan, right? Before Shane spills all on his weird behavior on Love is Blind, you should know that another person from a famous TV show is the guest on The Spillover today. Tara Newell is one of Deborah Newell's daughters. Yes, Dirty John Deborah Newell. And Tara is the one who actually killed Dirty John in self-defense. Her miraculous story and how she's become an expert in overcoming trauma is out now on The Spillover, anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us. Join us. You know Shane Jansen from Love is Blind season two? I mean, even if you don't, you do. Or should I say, you do. Maybe you can tell me what I did wrong. Maybe you can tell me where you're gone. Maybe you can tell me that I'm crazy. Maybe you can tell me that she's better. Well, 
Shane swears up and down he wasn't on drugs while filming. Are you on drugs or alcohol? No, sir. Do you take drugs or alcohol? What is drugs? The reality star went on Nick Vile's podcast and said that he has ADHD and maybe took, quote, five shots of espresso while filming. He said there was no way he could have gotten away with doing lines in the bathroom with a full production crew around him at cameras at all times. I said, coffee, coffee, coffee. Right. As in, I really need coffee, coffee, coffee. I don't know, man. I'm not a coffee drinker, but seems sus. I'm a wedding videographer. I love capturing the groom reaction. It's one of my favorite parts of the day, but. I'm the happiest person in the world to say yes. Oh boy. Okay, now if I did see something like this, here's what I'd do. I'd go find the bride. She's probably just about to walk down the aisle. Show her my camera. I'd say, that's what things are looking like. Um, do you want me to continue, or should I call you an Uber? Everyone was super impressed by Jim Carrey's absolute roasting of Hollywood for giving Will Smith a standing ovation after he slap danced all over Chris Rock's face. Here's a short clip of that in case you missed it. I was sickened. I was sickened by the standing ovation. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless, en masse. And uh, it just, it really felt like, oh, this is, a really clear indication that uh, we're not the cool club anymore. But some social media users were quick to point out that Will Smith isn't the only person to make presenters feel uncomfortable or arguably even assault them at an award show. At the 1997 MTV Movie Awards, Jim Carrey had a couple weird situations. Let's roll the tape. Bad. First, as Kerry got up to receive his ward for the cable guy, he gave Alicia Silverstone a long, uncomfortable kiss on the lips. Ew, get off of me. Then another time during those awards, Kerry got up and stuck his gross tongue out as he tried to kiss Will Smith while he walked up for his award. Honestly, I was waiting for Jim to get socked in the face. I don't condone violence, but like, Will, if you were gonna slap someone at any award show, that may have been your opportunity. Don't ever do that again. People are tweeting that even though Carrie is disgusted with Hollywood and Smith slap, why was there no problem with him sexually assaulting people way back when? Is Jim Carrey a hypocrite for condemning Will? Let me know in the comments. Mama. I mean, I could list 500 reasons why Disney is the freak of the week, but I have whittled it down to one to keep the show entertaining for you. Seeing Ben quickly, Gen Z is getting impatient. I said, certified freak. Seven days a week. Disney announced a lot of messed up things this week, but one of them was that they will completely get rid of all mentions of traditional gender roles at their parks, according to Newsweek. That means they will no longer say boys, girls, or ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what the days say. It's not disrespectful to trans people to acknowledge that men and women exist simply by saying ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls. Or if you're like me, boys and squirrels. Yeah! The entire population shouldn't have to change everything for only 0.06% of people. It's freaking insane. Imagine the whole world does not revolve around this.
And if the argument is trans women are women or trans men are men, then why are you offended by people saying boys and girls? What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's do you want? Allie Beth Stuckey tweeted that she has pretty much come to terms with the fact that she and her husband will never be taking their kids to Disney now. <laughs> you know what? That reminds me. Disney's out here making all these important statements this week, and we have yet to receive any clarity from Disney on why Goofy is allowed to walk around like a human, drive a car and have a family, and yet Pluto has to live like a dog. The House of Mouse priorities are all messed up. No matter how big you You'll always be my son. Tonight, I'm speaking at Kansas State University, so please come out and see me, get a picture, hear my story, and ask questions in person if you live within driving distance. I would love to meet you. Don't forget the newest episode of The Spillover, I Killed Dirty John, interview with Tara Newell about overcoming trauma is out now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review to support us. Heart this episode. Tell me if you think coffee and ADHD are plausible explanations for Shane's behavior on Love is Blind. And if you still plan on vacationing in Disney ever again, DM this episode to someone who loves those prairie dresses right now, <coughs> Morgan Zaggers. Oh, and please hit the save button because it helps us show up on your feed. Because I am flying to Kansas today, there will not be an episode on Monday. So the first episode on the brand new Poplitics set is Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics where you can watch the episodes and see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too at RealAlexClark. Love you, mean it. Bye.